Welcome, sports fans, to the Shoot Your Thought podcast with your hosts, Josh Sanger and Neil Rampersod. Hello and welcome to the Shoot Your Thought podcast, episode 57. Neil, holy football. This is snowballing. Like, this is all happening so fast literally like like gms are seeing this happen see, they'll see one trade and then like boom another one like oh it's time to make another trade oh it's time to drop this player oh, hold my beer hold my beer watch this <laughs> uh, meanwhile my giants are sitting there doing nothing but uh before we get into some football uh let's get into some news and notes from around the league uh so obviously toronto fc started their season this past week uh they have played two games now so they're we're heading into match week three and uh, Toronto FC does not look good. They do not look no. good, Neil. They, um, they tied their first game, which was, eh, it was okay. It was an okay effort. And then they lost their second game 4-1. Got beat up by the Red Bulls. They got beat up in a game that they yeah. should have probably won. Red Bulls had wings, man. They, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> They're flying high. Sponsorship pending. Red Bull, if Cut you want to check. If you Cut wanna, the check, Red Bull. Uh, I'll give you one of our emails. But um, yeah, Toronto FC did not did not look good at all in this game. Yeah. Um, and I I honestly like I've analyzed this game quite a bit, and honestly, I think the only it's the lack of effort. Like there was just it was they got over overrun by this Red Bulls team. The Red Bulls team just came out swinging like as early as like the first minute in both halves, and it just it didn't look good for TFC. We were also I mean, Bob Bradley made some questionable questionable choices in his lineup. Um, he put some wing backs instead of left backs and right backs. Um, so he was only really playing with three defenders. Um, so, yeah, there's a bunch of things, but what are your thoughts, Neil, on this? Well, Double B can do whatever he wants to do, but it's not going to change the fact that this defense sucks. Mm-hmm. You can't keep giving up. There, there's holes in it. Yeah, they spent a shit ton of money shoring up their offense mm-hmm. and their mid-game, but, like, they did nothing to to you know protect their defensive end, and you know you're just kind of leaving Bono out to dry every single time back there. That's why we gave up four goals against New York, right? Like this is they're gonna have to figure out a defensive formation that works for this system. Yeah, he was. He, yeah. You're exactly right. He was um, hung up to dry way too many times in this, and you could see the frustration on him after every single goal. Like he was just stomping the ground or he yeah. would he would be yelling at his his center backs like it just it didn't look good um but i mean toronto fc does have reinforcements coming they they do they have made a lot of signings that um are not going to be starting until like midway through the season or even like a quarter of the way through the season so as long as they can stay afloat as long as they can stay relevant i think they'll be okay it's, it's not it's not time to press the panic button i'm yet. optimistic we're only two games in yeah. Insignia is on his way. Oh my gosh! You know? and it, but it bugs me that I can't order his jersey yet because he's still playing for Napoli. Is that so? Like, because he's not officially a member not of TFC, yet. so you can't buy his jersey. They've they've released the date as to when you can actually order the jerseys. I think it's in May. I think it's the end of May. Okay, well, we're gonna buy those jerseys together. One hundred percent. We have like, to. We have to. But uh, oh, they're on the way for sure. The, yeah. Those. I think that website is gonna crash the day that they get released. I honestly think that website's going to crash. It's going to be unbelievable. Because the hype around yeah. him, like, and even leading up into that day, the hype is going to continue, and it's going to get bigger and bigger. So I think, yeah, we're going to crash that website. I'm making it my goal. 
let's move on to the Toronto Maple Leafs um, and the exciting games that they're playing. But exciting kind of in the wrong ways because... Yeah, if you're a fan of offense and you're going to watch a Maple Leafs game, you're going to see like 9 to 10 goals. It's yeah. going to happen. You're going to hear that buzzer buzz often. There was, in their past five games before last night, there were 50 gore, goals, not gores, 50 goals scored in five in the last five games to the Leafs. That's insane. But uh, yeah, they're giving up a lot, but they also have the firepower to to win those games. So they're still winning. They're losing games that they shouldn't be losing, like to Vancouver, uh, to Buffalo. Um, they're losing those games, but yeah, I don't know. This It's exciting to watch, but it's not exciting for the for good reasons. Yeah, you're seeing guys like Michael Bunting, who unheralded, like he was unknown coming into this team, Mm -hmm. right? He's a Toronto native. He's from Scarborough. Big ups, Michael Bunting. But he came over from Arizona in the offseason with a a very, like, you know, under, under the radar type of deal. And, like, he was brought in here to kind of play the role that Zach Hyman played last year Mm -hmm. and just kind of fill that void that Zach Hyman had when he left uh, and signed that massive contract with Edmonton and he's come in and fit in beautifully with Austin Matthews so perfectly oh complimenting my him in a way that Zach Hyman used to do mm-hmm. but on the offensive side of things might have even be a little better than Zach Hyman that's what I was thinking too because Michael Bunting the way you the way I see him the way I look at him play he's yeah. a faster Zach Hyman yeah he's uh a better puck handler than Zach Hyman, and he's scrappier than Zach Hyman. Zach Hyman was scrappy, don't get me wrong. But the way Michael Bunting just goes in there, goes into that yeah. corner and like fights for his teammates, oh, it 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 makes me proud yeah. to have him as. I'm glad this guy's on the Leafs. I wasn't a huge fan of that deal in the offseason because I wasn't really sure who Michael Bunting was. But, um, yeah, I, I, I'm happy it's working out the way it is, for sure. Yeah, and and like what we're seeing here is we're seeing our goaltending just flat out suck in 2022 since January 1st, basically. Um, Both goaltenders have Mm -hmm. had a really tough time, you know, stopping pucks. The defense has pretty much given up. And what has happened here now is the Leafs are finding themselves scoring a lot of goals to win games or having to come back. And mm-hmm. what we saw in last night's game is exactly that. They were down 3-1, and Austin Matthews... They were up 3-1. They were up 3-1, mm-hmm. sorry. And, you know, eventually the the Kraken came back, and what what hap- had to happen is Austin Matthews had to go full Stone Cold Steve Austin and take it upon By himself. God. Is that <laughs> to, Austin Matthews take it, music? Take it, take it upon himself to come, cue the music, come mm-hmm. from come from the back... And Stone Cold Stunner, the entire Seattle Kraken team, and score a hat trick for the Leafs to win the game. Yeah. And that's what he's having to do more and more. And he's actually embracing it and scoring more. And to the point now where he might potentially be the best player in the game. You think so he might I, have I, he might have surpassed I, I, Leon Draisaitl <laughs> wow. as the game's best player. Wow, that's I'm you're hearing it first. Yeah. You're relinquishing that Leon Draisaitl is the best player in the league right now. But yeah, no, I saw you you put this question here in the in our Google Doc for our for our episode. But uh, yeah, you asked the question: Is Matthews the best best athlete in in the world? Or is he in the, the best NHL? athlete? So like in all sports, is he? 
on top of the world right now in terms of, you know, if you think the professional sports, you think hockey, basketball, between those two, because those are the two current sports. I think currently Austin Matthews is the hottest athlete in the world. Is it the most dominating right now? Yeah. I, th- I think so. He's got 43 goals. He's he's demolishing the goal race right now. I, I, I do think he's the hottest. I don't know if he's the best athlete in the world, but I think he's the hottest right now. You know, since his first career shift ever played in the NHL in 2016. Against Ottawa, yeah. You remember that game that where he scored four goals? I will always in his remember that game. First ever game. Mm-hmm. But since 2016, since he played his first shift, his first game, the total goals in the in the league uh-huh. since his first shift, he has 242. That is the most out of anyone. Ovechkin has 241, and Drysaddle has 216. Wow! So he so has the most he, since goals since he came into the league. He has the most goals since that that first game in 2016. Since 2016, he has the most goals. Yeah. And so, are you finally admitting that there's a player better than Leon Draisaitl? I'm on the fence. He might be he, right <laughs> now. He's he's playing at that level um, to garner that sort of respect. Mm-hmm. Um, but Leon is Leon. Let's let's not forget Leon Draisaitl is the great Leon the professional. Yeah. Leon the great. Um, what I was I was as I was watching the game last night, as you know, they were talking during the break. The panel um, on TSN was talking about the fact that you know. What the Leafs? What do the Leafs have to do before the the trade deadline? And I know we've talked about this a couple times on our show, but now that we know that Muzzin's going to be out for a month, that's he's his skating timeline. again. He's skating, but they're being cautious because they weren't yeah. cautious before. And look what happened—he got another concussion. So he's his timeline right now is just about a month. Uh-huh. And there are a couple free agents that are on the market right now. One of them being Jacob Chikrin from Arizona. He's 23 years old. Free agent. Not free agent, sorry. Trade, not free trade, agent. trade targets. Yeah, trade yeah. targets. He's still got, I think, two years on his contract in Arizona. Um, but he is, I think, number one on the trade bait right now. And he's, yeah, he's 23 years old. Um, he's a great defender. Yeah, he's the assistant captain on Arizona, so he we know he has leadership. Um, so do the Leafs bring him over? Well, the trade deadline's on March twenty first, which is coming up in twelve days from now. So mm-hmm. uh, a lot can happen from now to then, Josh. But the way this fucking team is played, they're begging front office to go out and get some more defensive help. Uh-huh. They're begging. They're saying, "Hey, we're struggling right now." Soup has no confidence. Don't even get me started with the backup goalie. He like like this team. Yeah, we can be rumored to to defensive yeah. players. The thing is, Dubas has a hard time swinging deals because other teams know what our glaring need is, and we'll. St- it's very obvious. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna have. If anything, if we've seen anything from last year's deadline, it's gonna cost us draft picks it's gonna cost us first round Which draft picks fine. like to it's get the chikrin Leafs. though chikrin's not a defensive style defensive player yeah i know but he's if not we, a stay-at-home defender if we take on his contract he's gonna be with us for the next two years my, it's not gonna be like a nick felino who's there until the end of the season and then boom see you later my my concern is we go out and we get another offensive minded defensive player and it doesn't help us at all 
Like, we need a stay-at-home. We need two stay-at-home defenders. Okay, let me give you another name. Mark Giordano. Great. Bring him in. Yeah? Giordano. We need someone like Chris Tanev, you know? Like, someone who is literally a, a, a defensive-minded defensive player. You know, we need... That's what we need. We This offense needs no help. No, the offense They need fun. zero help. I like, also... We, we don't need think, defense. We I also need big don't think bodies. That Jack Campbell and Peter Mrazek are not the problem here. I don't Mrazek think. Mrazek is... That's going to turn out to bite us in the ass with that contract. If we can find a way to flip him, we have Justin Wall, who is tremendous. See, I, I, I like Mrazek. I do. Yeah, he's a great person. He's a great no, guy no, in the I, I like him as a goalie. <laughs> I like him as a goalie. I do. When he was with Carolina last yeah. year, like he was lighting it up. Oh. He had like six or seven shutouts last season. So like I I don't know I I do like him as a goalie. I'm gonna pull up his stats for you here. Okay, I don't want to look at his like stats his... this season. This season is horrendous. Well, you said you like him as a goalie. I do. I'm saying like this team going into the playoffs does not need to have a goalie who has a like a, a higher than three goals against average, lower than 800. Save percentage, like that's not. That's what we probably need, Jack right? Campbell's numbers right now too. Not in the season. Maybe both, maybe since January first. They're both but. struggling. They're both struggling right now. Um, but I think that uh, has a lot to do with the fact that they're getting hung out to dry a lot by yeah. this defense. So I think the Leafs are definitely going to. Well, they have to. They have to sign uh, defensemen before this trade deadline. Yeah, and I'm fine with them giving up first round picks. I'm fine with it. Like they're going to be, uh, hopefully they're going to be later round picks. So I'm fine with that. Um, do you agree? I agree. Yeah, we need to make a trade. Like there's a lot of teams that are tanking right now. Um, we've been Rock linked. We've been linked to offensive players. That's not what we need to be doing right now. the The red light is on. Emphasis on defense. Try to trade Mrazek if you can. Get him out of here. Get that contract out of here. And then let's move on. All right, GM Neil, let's move on in our show as well. Let's let's talk about some football. We got some a whole lot to talk about. Let's start. The wheeling, off. If the wheeling nailers need a GM, I'm available. My God, this is your pitch right now. This <laughs> to is going to be a to solo e- show. ECHL, after. like I'm shout out to ECHL. If the wheeling nailers need a GM, I'm available. Next episode is going to be your goodbye episode to to because you're going to be a GM. Yeah. Uh, what what football stuff do you want to talk about first? My God, what a day! What not even a week? What a day! In Literally yesterday. Um, let's let's talk about an individual who it seems like we talk about every week. He goes by the name of Aaron. Yeah, let's get him out of the way. Why not? So Aaron Rodgers, um, as it was reported yesterday, um, decided to sign an extension, a four-year extension, to stay to stay on with the Green Bay Packers after you know after. Time and time again, we've seen this go back and forth. It's like a fucking soap opera. It happened to be like he put out a post last season where it was similar to like the last dance with him and Devontae Adams where they were both in their final year with the Green Bay Packers. And then there were talks about him potentially retiring. And then it comes out yesterday that he has decided to stay on with the Green Bay Packers. Term, apparently, from what we heard, was four years and $200 million to make him the highest paid player of all time. But, but, okay, yeah, go on. It's not confirmed. 
because he sent out a tweet saying, hey, everyone, did you see this tweet? Yeah, so he's confirmed that he is staying in, in Green Bay. He's staying. The contract has not been finalized, mm-hmm. but they're working on it. That said, he will be the highest player of all time. One way or another. The highest paid player. Of all time. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. I don't. It surprised me that the term was four years because I don't think he has four years left. Um, that would make him a 43-year-old um, by the time he finishes his contract. I think he has two years max. I can see like a two-year, $115 million contract or something around that. That's what my my suggestion is. But the big news is here is that Aaron Rodgers is back with the Green Bay Packers. Devontae Adams has been franchise tagged. Franchise tagged. We will mm-hmm. see if he signs that franchise tag. Franchise tag's going to be about $20 million a season. Regardless, they got the core back. Um, the Packers are packing. And uh, what my, my big question is, what a fucking joke that Jordan Love uh, draft pick is turning out to be. <laughs> Honestly, looking back at that draft pick, um, everyone was shocked when they made that draft pick, right? Yeah. They drafted a quarterback when Aaron Rodgers was in his prime. Like they, and so obviously it caused some turmoil in that organization, but he's been sidelined since then. And this was supposed to be, you know, his, his year with the Packers. Like if they weren't going to go out and get another quarterback, Aaron Rodgers was going to leave and Jordan Love was going to be the starting quarterback. And now just the memes that came out after it was announced that Aaron Rodgers was staying. Was can that, we, can we just... You know, change Jordan Love's nickname to the air not apparent. The air not apparent. Yeah, because he's. I think you can TM that he's not the he's not the air apparent anymore. Because Air Rin Rogers is staying on permanently. Wow, um, your transitions today are just on point. Wow, feeling funny. He, uh, yeah, no, I don't, I don't know. Does does Jordan Love stay with the with the Packers or does he? Yeah, he, I mean, he's going to continue to develop, but he's under contract. He has no choice. There's no way they're going to trade him. They could, but he would. I mean, Jordan Love would be a great um, quarterback on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Jordan Love, yeah, yeah, I think so. They would have to trade for him, though. Yeah, they would have to. Steelers would have to give up quite a bit. Um, but yeah, no, I was surprised by this Aaron Rodgers news. I really was. Um, I know he's, he's played there his entire career and I know that it would be weird to see him with another team, but the, just the soap opera that is the Green Bay Packers and what has gone on with them over the past couple of years between, um, you know, manage the entire management and Aaron Rodgers. So like, I, I honestly thought this was going to be Aaron Rodgers last year, but honestly, I think the way he went out this season in typical like Green Bay fashion, um, you know, being favorites to go to the Super Bowl, then obviously not making it there. I think that has something to do with the fact that he's staying. You know what I mean? Like, I think he's staying on because he wants to go out on a winning note. Yeah. I mean, he's he's going to be one of the few quarterbacks... I mean, if this if this stands, he's gonna be one of the few quarterbacks to spend their entire career with the same organization from mm-hmm. start to finish. And let's not re- let's not forget; it just seems like the other day where he took over for Brett Favre, right? And that changing of the guard. Mm-hmm. Not gonna see that happen in Green Bay this time around because that's why they in- intentionally drafted 
Jordan Love for that purpose. Exactly. Was to, at the same time, take over for Aaron Rodgers, just continue passing the baton. Mm -hmm. We're not seeing that happen this time around. Aaron Rodgers is like, you know what? Fuck y'all. I'm staying on. I'm sticking around. Yeah. But he's not doing the Brett Favre thing where he's going to a different team. I can't believe he's going to be the the highest paid quarterback or highest paid player of all time only to choke in the playoffs again. Only to choke in the playoffs. Why would you continue to pay this man what you're paying him if he does the same thing every single year? Yeah. That's what I don't understand. Uh, Can we move on from Aaron Rodgers yet? Yeah. Let's talk even bigger news than Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) Something that shocked sports worlds everywhere yesterday. Um, the Denver Broncos, who were holding on to the ninth pick in the NFL draft coming up, who were targeting Aaron Rodgers, saw the news that Aaron Rodgers has decided to stay with the Green Bay Packers and immediately pulled trigger on their what what had to have been their plan B. Was this a knee-jerk reaction, like, immediate? Because it... It seemed it happened in the same day, like within hours. No, they knew what they were doing. They needed the missing piece on that team was a quarterback, a talented I mean, yeah. quarterback. Their yeah. defense showed a lot of promise last year. The Broncos, even dealing away Von Miller midseason. Von Miller, who's rumored to be going back there, he's made some cryptic posts about, "Oh, do you think they'd let me have my old he's, locker?" He's back? going back. He's going back. Um, he's one. He's one of he chip. He loves Denver. Like I think he he wants to come back. Yeah, he's won a chip. He's going back home. Yeah. Um, they have so many young pieces. Cortland Sutton came back from a major injury last season. They still have Jerry Judy, who's going to be a star. Mm-hmm. They still have Tim Patrick. Who cares about Tim Patrick? They Fireball traded Jones. away Noah Fant, but fine. They still have another stud tight end in the wings. They also have a stud running back in Javante yeah. Williams. I, was, I thought you were going to say Melvin Gordon. And Melvin Gordon, who is rumored to be coming back. This Their offense is just missing a stud quarterback. And now they've gotten Russell Wilson to complement all that, who loves to air it out deep. Mm-hmm. His team's going to be a Super Bowl favorite this season, I feel, in with this trade. Uh, so I have the full details of the trade here. Uh, Broncos receive, obviously, Russell Wilson and a fourth-round pick from the Seahawks. Now, the Seahawks receive from... Uh, the Broncos, Drew Locke, the quarterback, Noah Fant, the tight end, Shelby Harris, uh, the defensive lineman, uh, two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and a fifth-round pick. Who won this trade, Neil? Let me ask you, who do you think won this trade? Uh, I've been going back and forth on this. Um, I th- I think the Broncos won this trade. The fucking city of Seattle should press charges against his organization (laughs) because if you trade russell wilson for drew lock to start drew lock for 17 games you have to press charges (laughs) you have to i saw um, a tweet where it's just like i feel so bad for noah fant he went from having drew lock as his quarterback to having drew lock as his quarterback (laughs) (laughs) he's uh yeah and we i've seen a, a bunch of memes obviously like dk metcalf reacting to this news yeah um, it's, it's, yeah. I don't know. Does Seattle go into a rebuild? I mean, they have to now, don't they? Like they can't be the same contending team now with Drew Locke instead of Russell Wilson. They do have first two first round picks, two second round picks and a fifth round pick. Do they go into a rebuild here? 
I see. The thing is, I think both teams are winners in their own rights. I really do. And the reason I say this is because, number one, the Denver Broncos are going to be favorites to make it to the Super Bowl. But they got to make it out of their own division first. And that division is crazy. You know who I feel is the biggest loser out of this trade is Derek Carr and the Las Vegas Raiders. Because Derek Carr, twice a season, needs to go up against Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and now Russell Wilson. That's Mm -hmm. six games out of 17. He plays those teams twice a year. There is no chance. You heard it here first. There's no chance that the Vegas Raiders make it out of that division for the next six years. So... If you're the Vegas Raiders, you need to start a rebuild right away. Try and get whatever value you can for Derek Carr. Because that's the biggest... Out of this deal that happened yesterday, the biggest loser is the Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, he's he's clearly... Derek Carr is clearly the worst quarterback in that division now. Um, I still think Derek Carr has some juice in him. I mean, he's gone to the Pro Bowl, what, four times? I still think he has some juice in him. I think... See how this year goes with the Raiders. I know there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of uh, rebuilding management-wise that's happening in the Raiders right now with obviously the the whole John Gruden thing that happened last season. But I think you can ride this year out um, with Derek Carr and, you know, develop whatever you do draft in this draft. And then if this year, when it inevitably goes wrong, I think you can then start your rebuild. If Denver is really going all in, then they should go out and sign a Gronkowski to complement what they have going on right now. Denver is doing exactly what LA did last season. They're telling telling the world that, hey, draft picks are cool, but superstars are better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're, they're literally saying, like, we don't give a fuck about the future for the interim. We're going to trade whatever we have to win right now. And that's a bold strategy. A lot, I think LA has ruined this for a lot of a lot of teams because they had the winning formula this season. They were a super team. They were a super team. Yeah. They literally were a super team and it paid off. So that's exactly what Denver is doing right now. Denver had the core. LA had the core, but they didn't have the quarterback in Jared Goff. Jared Goff was a goof. He sucked. They traded for Matt Stafford. They won a chip. Denver had what you considered a good quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater this season. (laughs) You see, it was between Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. Well, they're both garbage. I know, I know. Yeah, you know, Drew Locke is probably going to be better than you heard it here first again. He's probably going to be better than Russell Wilson in three years. Drew Locke. <laughs> He's a second rounder. Get he was drafted in the second round. Drew Locke is going to be better than Russell Wilson. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Hey, I'm holding out hope. <clears throat> Seattle knows something we don't. Okay, like they obviously have done their scouting. Um, but what I was saying is. The formula that LA used is the formula that you're going to see a lot of teams who have these sort of foundations in place start to use as well. Denver feels like they're on, like that they had the only thing they're missing is a star quarterback away from winning a, a championship. Mm-hmm. They went out and got it. Now they're gonna you're gonna start to see them add smaller pieces to complement the big pieces they have. And I can see Gronkowski wanting to sign there in that dynamic. See, I don't think Gronkowski is relevant without Tom Brady anymore. I can honestly, Gronkowski is the kind of guy that wants to go to Denver just to smoke some weed and play some football. You know, he wants to do that. 
Yeah, he just like is he, he not? He's a CBD spokesperson. Like he, true. It he's, only he makes also, sense. He is also the Manscaped spokesperson. Did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love that for that guy. My prediction is, I think there's with the Noah Fant throw-in in this deal. I think there's more to it. I feel like Gronkowski could potentially. That's just my thought. He could potentially. So you end think up Denver there. has um, a plan to get a a tight end because obviously Noah Fant is not a bad tight end. He's a good tight end. He's. I think he's top, yeah. top five in the league tight end. Um, so you think they obviously have a plan to go out and get their own tight end? Yeah, whether it's Gronkowski or you know another free, they're going to add a tight end. I mean, Kyle Rudolph just got released by the Giants. <laughs> If you get released by the Giants, you know you're trash. You know you're trash. Yeah. Um, it's time to hang him up. Speaking about uh, being released, uh, the Seahawks just released Bobby Wagner. Yeah, after... Well, Bobby Wagner was drafted in the same draft class as uh, Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Bobby Wagner was drafted in the second round that year and Russell Wilson in the third. Uh, end of an era. Ten years mm-hmm. for both of those players. Uh, Do you Bob- think... Bobby Wagner retires now, or do you think he? I think he still has value. Like he's still a top linebacker in the league, but maybe he goes to Denver as well. I don't fucking know. Like he he still has value. He could add veteran presence off the bench, or even as a starter for any team. He's still thirty three or thirty four. He still has a couple years left in him. Mm-hmm. He's gone through some major injuries, but like he is. But who hasn't? Yeah. Who hasn't? Uh, but what but what that signifies is Seattle is in full rebuild mode right now. So yeah, that's the question I asked before: is if is does Seattle go into a rebuild? And it's obvious that they they have to mm-hmm. now. Um, so what do they do with Metcalf and Lockett? Do we see them gone this offseason? I think if you have DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, there those are like. Well, at least DK Metcalf is one of the best receivers in the game right now. I think if you if you want to rebuild and actually do a rebuild, you have to get rid of him. But if you want to stay relevant, you keep him. So I think that's the decision they have to make. Is if you want to rebuild, you have to let DK Metcalf go and get him now while he's in his prime. Or if you want to still stay relevant. I think this team can stay relevant. Um I think you have to hang on to DK and Tyler Lockett. There's so many rumors swirling around these two players right now. Yeah. So many teams needing a wide receiver, like the Miami Dolphins, the Chicago Bears, Atlanta with Calvin Ridley now out for the season, which we're going to talk about in a minute. Mm -hmm. There's so many teams still needing a wide receiver. So you're going to see rumors. If they can snag value, they're they're going to deal these two players. They can continue to recoup first-round draft picks, and why wouldn't they? Yeah, I think we're going to see in the coming weeks um, whether yeah. or not this team is going into a rebuild based yeah. off of what they what they do this offseason. Uh, but Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley. This is pretty big news. Um, Calvin Ridley was uh, caught on FanDuel betting $1,500. That was, his, that was the max that he put onto FanDuel. And he is now suspended for an entire season, so 17 games, um, for betting on Falcons games. He bet for the Falcons to win. Yeah. What are your just before I get into my opinion? What's your opinion here? 
I don't think he... I mean, that's a year suspension isn't that bad. You look at guys like Pete Rose who are fucking excused from the Hall of Fame. Like, will never be in the Hall of Fame because of his betting. Calvin Ridley getting suspended a year for betting. Yes, it's incredibly frowned upon and, like, incredibly unethical for him to be doing this. But a year is kind of like an NHL player getting suspended one game for high-sticking someone. Or for slashing someone, that's the equivalent. In my How is opinion, that the same? it's the same because getting one game suspension as opposed versus to an eternity year. of being banished from the Hall of Fame. I feel like a year suspension is fine. Like he he'll he he's recovering anyways. He sat out last season anyways, and his tweet after getting after the the you know the jury came out that he was going to be suspended for a year. He even said, he's like, okay, like no problem. I'll come back even healthier after the year. He said, I know I was wrong, but I'm getting a year. LOL. What I think about this, what I think about this issue is I don't think he's guilty of insider trading information. I don't think that's the case because he was betting parlays. And from a betting perspective, when you're betting parlays, you're, if you know something, you're betting on one game. If you know some information or if you know something going on inside or behind the scenes, then you're only betting on one event and you're betting large on that one event. Calvin, Calvin Ridley was betting like six games at a time. He was betting mm-hmm. eight games at a time. You know how difficult it is to win an eight-game parlay? Oh, I can I tell know. you, I've, 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 never, I've never won an eight-game parlay. I don't think I have either. I don't even want to see. He was betting six-game parlays and eight-game parlays. So... I understand the ethical side of it, but I also feel for Calvin Ridley because those are some ridiculously difficult bets to win. And he was betting on multiple teams. Yeah. So, um, My thoughts on this are that it's... Let me just read out. Before I, before I actually get into my opinion, let's just, let me read you out some stuff here. So Ray Rice. We, we all know who Ray Rice is. He was caught in... Was it an elevator? Pretty sure. He was caught beating his fiance, two game suspension. Greg Hardy beat up his girlfriend. He got four games. Adrian Peterson has had numerous suspensions, but his most significant one was uh, a child abuse. He beat up his kid. He got six games. He was arrested for that, charged. He got six games. Ezekiel Elliott, we all remember that season where Ezekiel Elliott um, was pretty much he was suspended, then he wasn't suspended, then the NFL uphold, upheld his suspension, then he came back. It was a whole season of it. Altogether, he got six games for beating up women. Calvin Ridley bet $1,500 on FanDuel in a six-game parlay. He got 17 games. This just goes to show how much of a joke the NFL is. The NFL, what they're... I I just don't know. I'm honestly like speechless about about this topic because it doesn't surprise me. It really doesn't because this is who the NFL is. They don't we've we've seen numerous times how much they've tried to cover up domestic abuse. They've tried to cover up just I don't know. They they've tried to cover up a lot of things that they shouldn't. And when it comes to you know kneeling for a national anthem or using FanDuel to bet on your own team to win, you're banished almost. Colin Kaepernick will never play another game in the NFL. 
Like as much as we, yeah, we see him work out for teams, we see him, you know, announcing that he's back in shape or whatever, or we see videos of him throwing these long passes. Like he will never play another game in the NFL. And what did he do? He knelt for a national anthem. National anthem that shouldn't even be played in the first place. And Calvin Ridley gets 17 games for betting. I just, I don't, I don't make it make sense to me. Like all of these stupid little suspensions for these players beating up women. These players just getting moved from team to team, from city to city so that they can get away from these allegations. And Calvin Ridley gets 17 games. He's stepped away from the game of football last season because of mental health issues. Yeah, um, he played five health. games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like he he got seventeen games. There's clearly a disconnect here with what's you know pu- punishable and what's not. Um, you just listed out a list, and that was just of, some. That was some. That right? was just like, some. I didn't even mention like Kareem Hunt. We already know there's a problem with this entire league. Like, there's so many things that need to be changed that you know this is just one of them right like number one players i understand they're coming down this hard because it, it's inexcusable but like full season suspension should happen across the board for things far worse than this mm-hmm. ray rice was caught on video literally dragging his girlfriend out of an elevator almost unconscious and he got two games i don't know I don't know. I'm mind blown. I'm speechless. I am. Yeah. I'm honestly mind blown too. And I don't, it's the NFL though. It's, it will always be the NFL. Yeah. And as much as we see these, you know, these great trades that try and distract us from what's, um, what else is going on, you know, this Calvin Ridley thing, like obviously it's, he was in the wrong for betting, obviously. Um, but what fucking pro athlete hasn't bet in their league? Calvin Ridley just happened to get caught. Wayne Gretzky placed bets. Not while he was a player, but while he was in management. Yeah. And he got in trouble for it. Every fucking pro athlete bets on sports games. Calvin Ridley just, I don't know, he might have used his a username, Calvin Ridley from the Falcons. <laughs> Maybe that's how he got caught. Yo, Calvin Ridley here. Just want to place a bet. <laughs> Yeah, I play for the Falcons. I'm Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley, you're not supposed to be doing that. No, 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 but I play for the Falcons. Just want you all to know I play in the NFL for the Atlanta Falcons. Calvin Ridley, that's unethical. You might get in a little bit of trouble for this. Yo, I'm betting $1,500. Give me that 18 parlay. (laughs) Calvin Ridley, you know that's highly improbable that you're going to win that bet. Yo, I'll give you $1,500. Did I mention I play for the Atlanta Falcons? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But... Yeah, though that's my opinion on that. Um, we can argue about it till we're till we're blue in the face about, uh, or we can talk about it till we're blue in the face about what how messed up and how corrupt the NFL is. But lastly, what I wanted to talk about, uh, so we can end on a, a better note here, is the the Giants going after Mitch Trubisky. Ha ha! <laughs> is it gonna happen? Is it? I've seen reports that say that Mitch Trubisky is gonna come over to the Giants and compete for that starting job. I don't think it'll be a hard competition, Mitch Trubisky. I want to sit in in a boardroom meeting with the Giants front office just to hear what they talk about. Because in what world do they sit around and be like, okay, guys, target accomplished. We are going to go after Mitch Trubisky. Savior. 
Mitch Trubisky. So you want to let me get this right. You want to trade away Saquon Barkley. You want to sign Kenny Galladay. No, 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 no. We don't want to trade away Saquon Barkley. You want to you want to sign. <laughs> you knowing the Giants are probably going to try and extend Galladay for oh, a few more years. They probably will 100%. and offer more money. Um, and you want to the missing piece is Mitchell Trubisky. Mm-hmm. Makes sense to me. Yeah. This is uh. Makes sense. This is yeah. a team that has won the Super Bowl yeah. twice in the last. And 10 you years. still wear their logo proudly on your. Cap. I'm wearing it right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, they do have two top 10 picks in this draft, so they could surprise us all. They could come out and do and, and not go after Trubisky and actually pick up a quarterback in this draft. You never know. I think this is the year that we transition away from Daniel Jones, and I think this is the year that we – you heard it here first. I think we draft a quarterback in this this in this draft. What, dra- what uh, pick selection do you guys have? We have three and six. Uh, don't quote me on that. No, I think I'm lying. I think it's you five. You have back-to-back picks, right? No, we don't. No, it's. I think it's five and eight. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. So, you know, there will be quarterbacks available at that, obviously, at, the, at those positions in the draft. So, you right. never know. See what they do. Uh, Trubisky is rumored to, to sign there, though. Yeah. Um, he's open to, to joining Brian DeBull. Um, who he worked with in Buffalo this past season. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one of the main reasons why he's linked there, right, is because they work well together. Um, he's a great leader, and I can see him doing well there, you know, with that system and with Mitchell Trubisky having a run game, I think he'll complement that team really well. But, I just want to get away from Daniel Jones. I know you do. I really, really do. Uh, but anyways, that is our show. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, to our football-filled show. Yeah, football in March. Fuck. Yeah. Got a lot of news here today. Who would have thunk it? Episode 57. Thank you all. Have a great week, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Shoot Your Thought Podcast. 